Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. We're open and we're ready. 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 Speak now with power. Speak now with authority, God. In the last few messages, there's only three messages left. This Wednesday, Sunday, and next Wednesday. In this series, God, we need you to cause what we have been speaking to happen. We said we possess what we pray for, that we see what we've sown for. This month, it would be reality for us. In Jesus' name, I need you to release five seconds of praise right there. Go five. I know you've been praising a lot, but I need you to push in it. I need you to push in it. Four. I need you to push in it. Three. I need you to push in it. Two. I need you to push in it. One. Somebody shout yes, Lord. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So you know we're in this series, Reality TV, using reality TV shows to teach biblical principles. Sundays was what? Catfish. It's a show that investigates if a virtual relationship is legit or a person has been tricked into loving someone based on a fake profile and a bio on a social site. And I told you, I gave you two main principles. And one was go fishing for God. This is where we ended on Sunday. Say, I go fishing for God. The Bible says when he was speaking to Peter and the other fishermen, he says, from this moment forward, you will no longer fish for that, but you're going to fish for men. Can I tell you, God is not going to waste anything in your journey. God is not going to waste anything in your process. Everything you have done up to this point, he's going to use in your next. Whether you think it was worth it or not, somebody say he's going to use it. Uh-uh, I need you to talk to me with some authority. Say he's going to use it. Yeah, I know you thought that that job was a waste of time. It wasn't. It was teaching you how to do the tedious and not get ticked off. 
I, watch me. I know you thought that relationship was a waste. It was not. It was teaching you that if you can sow into somebody that low, you ought to be able to sow into something higher. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna sit there to me. Somebody said he's gonna use everything. He's so he tells them, you're used to fishing for fish, but now you're going to fish for men. And I showed you this. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Amplified, says, but you will receive, shout that word, power. Shout it with me. You will receive what? Power. Power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you or fills you. And you will be my witnesses, which means to tell people about me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. In your region, in your, uh, in your city, in your country, in your nation, in the world. Watch this. God says, you're going to even do it to the ends of the earth. And I taught you that that word power had several meanings. Watch this. When you are filled with his spirit. Somebody say, I'm filled with the spirit. Watch me. And what did I teach you on Sunday? This has to be a daily prayer. Hear me. This is not an event. It's a lifestyle. And many Christians, you're walking around, but watch me. You're a Christian that's living like a dead man walking because you're not spirit-filled. Because watch me, Sunday after church took it out of you. Watch me, some of the stuff you had to deal with with some people just on phone calls, just them dealing with emails and just with text messages, it drained you. And what happens is, watch me, the Bible says that the spirit gives life. So life will drain you of life. And now what you've got to do is take the necessary steps to stay filled. You've got to take the necessary steps to make sure that you don't ever get caught on the highway with no gas. And I'm going to tell everybody, somebody say, in my next 12, I'll stay filled all day. Every day. Matter of fact, let's just go and take another drink. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I need a refill of the Holy Spirit right now. Say, because when Thursday hits, I got work to do. That means I need to be filled tonight so that when the morning comes, I wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be made glad. And I don't have time to be slow waking up. I don't have time to not have peaceful rest. I don't have time not to have peaceful sleep. When I get up in the morning, I got places to go. I got things to do. Somebody said, I stay filled. Now, now look at this, that you get power. And I gave you the definitions of that word power. Power is this Greek word dunamis, which means dynamite. And dynamite never leaves anything the same way it was. That's why even when you try to go back to how you used to live, you don't even fit in the old you no more. This is why you go around some of those old friends and you're like, this feels so weird and uncomfortable. Why? Because you got hit with some dynamite, boo. And now that you've got some dynamite, you can't go back to being the same version of do because anything that fire touches, it never leaves it the same. See, watch me. You can try to dumb yourself down, but you ain't a dummy. Yo, let's go. You, you, you can try to reduce your spirituality, but that's not who you are. You can try to come down, but come down for what? I, somebody said, I've got power. I've got I don't believe you when you say it. Say it like you're being it. Say, I've got power. So it's this word dunamis. It means it's a miracle within itself. Stop. You are a miracle within yourself. Just for a moment, just, just think about all of the stuff that you've had to overcome, all of the stuff you've had to beat, all of the stuff that you've had to fight through, all of the stuff that has come against you. Just for a moment, consider those who started with you that watch me, that they quit because they can handle the pressure. Just imagine for a moment those that you used to go to high school with, you still live and they not. 
Okay, you don't want to talk to me. Just imagine those. Watch me. You and her went through the same thing, but you beat it. She didn't. You and him went through the same thing. You beat it. They didn't. Can I let you know that you are a miracle within yourself? How in the whole heaven, hell, and earth are you able to accomplish what you've accomplished with the hand that you've been dealt? You were never given a good hand. You were never given a fair shot. You were never given what your other counterparts were given, but yet somehow you keep on making him do what it do. There's a word for that and it's favor. And favor comes with power. And power means I'm a miracle within myself. Some people ask you, how did you make it? Baby, I got power. <laughs> when people ask you, how, how didn't you commit suicide? I got power. Let's tell the truth. You wanted to, but you didn't. Why? Because he gave you power. Let's tell the truth. You wanted to be depressed, but you couldn't. Why? You got power. You wanted to believe what the doctor said that was negative, but you wouldn't even believe the negative report, even though you wanted to believe the negative report because you've got power. Then it means ability, which means I will have the ability to do what other people studied for, but I'm spiritual for. Other people can give you their book knowledge, and you say, and they say, how did you figure it out? And the truth is, you have to say, listen, the truth be told, as I could give you a list of steps, but I can really only say that God did this. Because how is it that you don't follow the same plan everybody else does, but you get better results than them? <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. How is it that you have not studied where they have studied, but yet you're getting better results than people that have the degree, but you got the oil? Mm. I ain't knocking the degree. The degree is good. But how is it that you are surpassing people who have more th degrees than a thermometer, but you are surpassing them? How is it that you are doing better with people who are more intellectual, but you more spiritual? And and that doesn't mean you can't be intellectual and spiritual. Here's the principle. God says, I give you ability. Say ability. ability. Which means you will get stuff done that doesn't make sense in the natural. Listen, you didn't raise them kids by yourself just because you were such a, a, a great woman. You're a great woman. You didn't raise them kids by yourself just because you were a great man. You're a great man. You did it because when you ran out, power showed up. When you said, if these kids make one more noise, I'm going to not, power showed up. You didn't build that business from scratch, even though you had sloppy, sorry employees. You didn't build it to what you built it into on your own. You did it because you got power. Look, then it means abundance. Say lack is whack. God says, when I give you power, I give you abundance. So this is not just money. This is an abundance of whatever it is that you need. Can I be honest with you? Even if you look at the areas where perhaps it wasn't what you wanted to be, there were other areas where you had abundance. Because mm -mm. he always makes up for it in another way. Because <laughs> you are shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. But, but God says, listen, this area, I left it that way. So you had to depend on me. But if you pay attention, I actually made up for it over here. You missed it. So while maybe you didn't have a great natural family, I made up for it in making sure that you had other people that were headed in the same direction as you. Even though you didn't have the support other people had, I made up for it by making sure you had more money than you needed. And so while they had a crowd, you had cash. Who am I? Somebody say, I live in abundance. Look at the next definition, meaning. God says, I give you power, which means your life will have meaning. It will have meaning that's beyond you. It will have meaning that's beyond you. It will have meaning that's beyond you. When you're filled with the spirit, everything you do has to be intentional. You don't, watch me, you don't really like being around people who don't have some intention. And this is why dating has been difficult for you is because you keep talking to squares that ain't going nowhere. 
They're L7s. Listen, some of y'all will catch you later. They don't want to go nowhere. And you're like, well, what, what's the intention? What are we doing? Where is this headed? What are we building? Because if I can't help you and you can't help me, what in the world are we doing? And you thought it was just because you were an erudite data. No, it's because you got power. And that power means everything I do, every move I make, got to have meaning to it. I ain't just hanging out with you just to hang out. What's the meaning behind what we're doing? Because if this don't mean nothing, then why are we doing it? Then it means might. Say there's might in my fight. Have you ever noticed that when you fight, something rises up on the inside of you? You got to be careful that you don't use this fight, watch me, against people that are there to help you. Because I'm going to be real honest with you. Some of y'all use your fight against one another. And I rebuke you and your fight with one another. I rebuke you and your fight with one another. Bishop, what you talking about? Fellow church people, I rebuke you and your fighting and acting. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. We don't fight one another. We fight for one another. We don't pull one another down. We lift one another up. We don't talk and gossip about one another. I rebuke your gossip and I rebuke your mess. That's not how we roll around here. You get in line and you get off the bus. To God be the glory. All right, watch me, watch me, watch me. You like to fight one another. You good at fighting your spouse. You good at fighting with your kids. Why are you so quiet? You good at fighting for that ten dollars on, on Comcast bill? But God says, I want you to take that fight and don't use it on your help. Don't use it on your brothers and sisters. Don't 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 use it on your pastor. Don't cut your own hand. I need you to use that on the enemy. I need you to use that on advancing what you're doing. Somebody said, "There's might in my fight." There's a street saying that's saying you can take, um, uh, uh, it's not the size, excuse me, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. You know the rest, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Well, ask me, here's what that means. You may be a little bit, and maybe not even naturally, uh, 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 in terms of your physical statue. Uh, in, 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 the, in the organization, you might be the littlest one in there. Your name may be at the bottom of the list of the rank. But, but what's different about you is that it don't matter where you put me, it don't matter what rank you put me in, let me tell you what I got. I got some might in my fight, which means I may be at the bottom today, but the Bible says that he makes me the head and not the tail, which means I'll fight my way to the top. Can I be honest with you? That's why all your life you had to fight. God says, I was developing your might so that you would understand you're not some regular somebody living some regular existence. You were sent to rule, come on, and to reign, and to conquer, and to subdue. Which means when you fight, you fight to win. Elbow somebody. You can't touch them just yet. Ooh, but about 30 days, you better do it. Just elbow them. Say, don't fight me. Say, fight the enemy. Let me teach you a principle right here. Let me teach you a principle. Sometimes, watch me, you want to fight the person. And what you need to do is say, move. What's the spirit behind you? Because see, while you fighting and fussing with them, there's a whole Jezebel behind them. Y'all ain't going to talk. There's a whole Lilith behind them. There's a whole enemy behind them. And what the enemy wants you to do is to fight people. 
And so now you're walking around talking about I'm tired of people. I'm sick of people. I'm this with people. And God is like, but you're called to people. It's quiet in here tonight. You can't be sick of what you're called to. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Instead, what you got to do is fight the enemy and say, wait a minute, uh-uh-uh, there's a spirit trying to stir this up. We ain't having that. Nah, nah. Let's shut that spirit down. In your marriage, you got to say, wait a minute, we ain't going to act like that. We ain't going to be riding in the car and now one of us talking. You got to open up your mouth and fight the spirit behind this. You don't let hell go on in your house and your kids got an attitude with you and you sit there and take the attitude like you they friend, like you they equal. You say, oh, no, wait a minute. We finna shut all this down. All you kids get downstairs. We about to have prayer meeting. We about to go in. It's quiet in here. I didn't hit something. I didn't hit something right there. I hit something in the spirit. And let's pursue this thing and take it down. God calls us to use our might to fight the enemy and to fight against what's fighting against us, not to fight people. Look, 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 look. look. It means a worker of a miracle. Say, I work miracles. So to work miracles, that means there has to be a crisis. So I want you to understand what this means. God says, you're a worker of a miracle. So what does this mean? He says, I'm going to put you in a crisis situation and then work it. I, I need you to be okay dealing with emergencies. Be okay dealing with stuff that other people lose their minds and you're like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Why are you so calm? I got power. And I don't know how this is going to work, but I know I'm about to work a miracle. Watch me. There's thousands of people to feed. How are you going to feed them? I don't know, but I got two fish and five hush puppies. Let's go. Y'all ain't listening to what I'm saying. I need to pay my taxes. I'm going to get the money for it. Jesus said, I don't know, but I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go do what I do, and I'm going to get what I need. I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to get what I need. I'm going to do what I do, and I'll get what I need. All I know is I got power. Then it means, what's me, strength. Say, I have strength. I have strength. Now, can, I, can I tell you something to you? When, uh, here's one of the number one Christian prayers. Lord, just give me strength. Okay, can I tell you why you, why you should probably pray that differently? It's because to give you strength, he then has to add weight. Say, <laughs> Lord, just give me strength. We'll be like, oh, God, I thought you was already overwhelmed. That's the wrong prayer. Right? Watch me. Here's what he says. He says, with power, I will give you the strength that you need in that moment. I remember a preacher telling a story years ago about how a woman, how she walked out and, and uh, a car had fallen on her child. And uh, a car had fallen on her child. A child had got up under the car. Somehow the jack uh, disconnected and uh, the car fell down and the car had fallen on the child. And the preacher tells a story. preacher tells a story. And she walks, she runs over. And in that moment, her, her body's filled with adrenaline. But in that moment, she starts praying. And as she starts praying, all of a sudden, this little old lady lifts up. I don't mean old in age. That just means she was a little bit. She was a little bit. Uh, she lifts up, watch me, something that was much bigger than her. That absent the crisis, she wouldn't have had the strength to do it. But when she got in a crisis, all of a sudden she had to tap into some power. And that power gave her the ability to lift what she wouldn't normally lift. Listen, what are you trying to tell me? Some of the stuff that you keep facing that's a crisis is God developing your strength. So that I've got the ability to do what in crisis I would not normally be able to do in a normal situation. Say, say I have power. Say it again. Say I have power. Now watch me. 
Then it means mighty work. You're going to do mighty works. Which means what you do is going to take some fight to get it done. Somebody said it won't be easy always. Uh, I need you to say that because, listen, listen, American Christianity said if you just get Jesus in your heart, bro, everything's going to be okay. And that's the whole lie. It's a whole lie. You can have Jesus in your heart, bro, and it's still going to be tough sometimes, bro. I can't stand that. I, I promise you. I just like, God, dog, please turn the mic off. Just because people are listening doesn't mean what they're listening to is right. <laughs> Cancer grows, too. Mighty work. This means, this means that what you do is not always going to be easy. In fact, most of what you do is going to require God. Not by might, nor by power, but by my, but by my, and you shall receive when the spirit. Which means I need to be spiritual to get the power. I need to be spiritual to get the power. I need to be spiritual to get the power. I need to be spiritual to get the power. I need to be spiritual to get the power. Because if I don't do that, I won't be able to do mighty works. Here's what you'll do. You'll do meager works. You'll do what you can do. You'll do what you can do. And God says, well, I don't want you to do what you can do. I want you to do what I can do through you. So this is why the stuff in front of you seems so big. In fact, if what you see in your next 12 doesn't scare you, it ain't big enough. You ought to look in your next 12 and be like, ooh, and I don't even know. Who got some stuff that, you, that, 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 that you're looking at? You're like, God? Here's what you'll do. If you don't have power, here's what you'll do. You'll reduce it. You'll reduce it. You will, watch me, you will plan for the size of your power. Not for his. Because he is, watch me, his is immeasurable. His is immeasurable. He says, I want to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. But your plans, you've put me into a box that's limited to your ability to do work. Peter, you ain't, you ain't never imagined that you, you're going to preach one day and 3,000 people are going to give their lives to the Lord. You, you imagine your life is going to be on a fishing boat. That's as far as you could plan for because that's as far as your power could take you. You got me? Say mighty works. Come on, prophesy to somebody next to you. Look at them say mighty works. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, that's the wrong one. Because once you said that, something should have made them move, jump, do something. Rock their heads, shake and rock. Rock and sip, wave and tap. Something, they should have done something. They should have done, they should have done something. Look at somebody else and say, mighty works. I that's good, but I'm going to need you to find the third one and let's see if they get it right. And just point to them and say, mighty works. It ain't about my power. It's about the power of God. I look at this. Violence. Violence means focused and unwavering. This is, and you shall receive power. That means you should be focused and unwavering. You should be focused and unwavering. You should be focused and unwavering. So take this out. 
Um, most of us, you want to know why most people fail, especially men. Men, pay attention. You want to know why men feel, fail? Broken focus. God told Solomon, he said, all these women are going to turn your heart from me. He said, you got 700 wives, 300 girlfriends. And he said, I, I did this show with Bishop Bright yesterday. It's so funny. He said, he, said, um, he said, I don't permit this. He said, I'm not for this. He said, but I'm still going to use you. But I just want you to know I'm not for this. He said, because they're going to turn your heart from me, Solomon. He said, they're going to turn your heart and you're going to break focus. And when you break focus, I have to skip you and go to your sons. I'll skip you to go to the generation after you because I need somebody that's going to focus on what I said. And I just need you to say, I'm that one. I'm that one. Let's tell the truth. We've broken focus in our past. But God, give us the focus and the grace to focus on what you have ordained that's ahead of us like we have never, ever had before. Say, I'm focused. Focus and unwavering. Uncertainty destroys trust. Watch me. Could it be, please listen very carefully. Remember, I, I warned you up front that this is going to be apostolic, so the delivery is going to be okay all right because i got to get you ready okay i'm not gonna be the lord ain't gonna say to me son you didn't get them ready he's gonna tell me son they ready he said they ready i'm ready let's go all right so look so look so look so look um um when you think of unwavering think could it be that you keep dealing with the same listen the same end result of an issue comes at you a different way. But it creates the same feeling, creates the same mentality. B because you begin to waver when you're handling it. And so what happens is, what happens, could you imagine being on a plane and the pilot's like, okay, it's my first landing. <laughs> Man, bye. We stand up here. Put somebody else in the cockpit. Because, because they're, they're, watch me, their wavering makes you lose trust in their ability. Could it be that some of what you keep seeing is God saying, I need to be able to trust you, and I can't trust you because every time you get here, you waver. Am I talking to you? Like, every time you get here, you're like, well, you know. And church people are notorious for wavering. You spiritualize rebellion. You put Christian terms to justify disobedience. It's quiet in the church. I told you up front this was an apostolic message. That means you got me. All right. Don't y'all get quiet on me. I love you. I just want to make sure your next 12 or your best 12. I just want to make sure when it shows up tomorrow, you handle it right. I, I just want to make sure that if it shows up in your next 12, you know how to handle it. And you handle it with his power, not with your so look, so look, focus and unwavering. Do you waver? Could you imagine somebody calling you on Monday morning? I'm with you. Monday afternoon, I don't know. Monday night, the Lord convicted me after prayer. Tuesday morning, I don't know no more. Tuesday afternoon, I was tripping last night. Tuesday night, let's sleep on it. By Wednesday, you know what you're going to say? Listen carefully. For some of you, that's a word because you wonder why no one trusts you. Yeah. 
You wonder why the Lord doesn't trust you. He loves you, but he doesn't trust you with anything because you waver. You waver. And you waver. And you waver. And you, and you lean with it. And you rock with it. And you lean with it. And you rock with it. Watch me. God says, because you're doing this from your power, not mine. Can, can I be honest? Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Um, for me, I had to learn this lesson because when you get frustrated, you can see frustration, watch me, as a permission to waver. I'm, I'm done. That was enough. Have a good night. Thanks for coming out. Have you, ever, have you ever been so serious about something and then got frustrated? And then when you got frustrated, you're like, okay, let me go here. Let me go here. Let me go here. Let me go here. Oh, my God. Let me go here. You ready? Everybody about to get set free. You ready? Why did Moses miss the promised land? Moses, you trained for 40 years. You were 40 years old when you go into the wilderness. You trained for 40 years. You come out at 80. You live another 40 years. Die at 120. Moses, why is it that you missed the promised land? Why is it you missed the promised land? It's very simple. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to him. The people of Israel, they continue to complain. But you want to know who fought for them? Moses, pay attention. You're about to get set free. And if you don't shout out for this, I literally am going to stop. This is y'all's cue to come sing something, okay? Not even joking, 100%. If these people don't respond, I love them. And if they don't respond tonight, I'm going to shout my office by myself. That's y'all's cue to come sing, okay? Sing whatever you want, okay? All right? Now sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, all right? Because they need to know that. I love you. Watch me. Watch me. Why did Moses miss the promise? He fought for the promise. He fought for these people. He took them out of Egypt after 10 plagues. He takes them out of Egypt. They leave overnight. For 430 years, they've been in Egyptian bondage. Overnight, they come out, and they come out rich. And they don't just come out rich. They come out filthy, stinking rich. Everything the Egyptians have, they take. Everything the Egyptians have, they plunder. Because their enemy wanted to get rid of them so fast, they gave them everything. For some of you, because your enemy can't stand you, they're about to hook you up on your way. But that ain't even the shout. 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 Here's the shout. Here's the shout. But why did Moses miss him? Children of Israel complain about bread. He rains down angel food, manna from heaven. Children of Israel complain about clothes. He makes their clothes never wear out. Their shoes, and they weren't even red bottoms. They weren't purple bottoms. They didn't even have bottoms, some of them. They're just, their shoes never wear out. Nothing that they do, it ever wears out. They complain, they complain, they complain. And one day, please listen to me. And one day, please listen to me. And one day the Lord says to Moses, he says, Moses, these people continue to complain. They don't want to go where you're going. And I need you to be focused on unwavering. And he said, Moses, he said, I will start over. Moses, if these people don't come with you, I will start over with you. But what did Moses do? He picked the people over God. You better listen to me. Could it be that you have made an idol out of your people around you? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Stop. Wait, 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 wait. He thought he was being a good leader. He thought he was being a good father. He thought he was being a good husband. He thought he was being a good pastor. What he did not realize is when God gave him the opportunity to pick him over the people, and he picked the people, God says, you made an idol out of them. 
and you've spiritualized your idolatry because I told you to do this. They don't want to do it. And now you are turning around, backing up to go get these ninjas. When I told you, I'll start over with you and do something bigger and better than I was going to do in the first place. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Don't you chase nobody. Because when you chase, you make an idol out of him. Go on and throw it. Go on and throw it. Go on and throw it. When you chase them, you make a, I like that. You make an idol out of him. Somebody say, I ain't chasing nobody. Say, if you're not coming with me, God bless you. But I'm focused and unwavering. I'm focused and unwavering. I'm focused and unwavering. I ain't chasing you. I ain't following up with you. There's stuff you were supposed to do three weeks ago. You waiting on them. He made an idol out of the people. Have you made an idol out of your family? Because you ain't going to do what God wants because them. You ain't saying that, but I'm right. You, you made an idol out of your business partner. Because you keep chasing them down to do their part. Instead of saying, Lord, just give me somebody else to sit in that seat. Ooh. Men fail because of broken focus. I could stop right here. Say, I'm focused and unwavering. So God says, okay, okay, Moses. So let's see how this plays out. So one day, they want water. Say they want water. They were thirsty. Thirst is real. They wanted some water. And when they get to the rock, the rock is an anthropomorphization of the Lord. What does that mean? It's a big fancy word for the Lord made himself the rock. Pay attention. Could it be that the Lord has made himself something inanimate in your life to see how you treat what you don't think he's paying attention to? You complaining about the car, but he is the car. Shut up. You complaining about the house, but he is the house. You complaining about your clothes, but he is your clothes. He transformed himself into a rock and said, let me see how you treat this rock. Let me see what you think, how, how you treat, you, you, uh, what it is that you have that you don't think you need. He makes himself a rock. And says, now speak to the rock. And tell water to come out. Moses is so ticked off with these people. Let me have a fishing thing. He's so the fishing thing. He's so ticked off with the people. He's so ticked off with the people. He's so frustrated that he starts. I rebuke your frustration. Please lift your hands in this building and online and say, Lord, I release my frustration. So he gets up on the rock. Give me some. Let me have a table there, please, for a rock. That's going to be my rock. Like a rock. Come on, come on. Here we go. So here's what he does. The Lord says, the Lord says, speak to it. He starts out speaking to it. Father, you said let water come out this rock. That he's called the rock of ages. He said let water come out this rock. Water come out the rock. The people talking about, where the water at? We thirsty. 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 
what I love about Wednesdays in the 1115 is that we'll make a song out of anything. Give us something we repeat three times and they're going to put a beat on it. Fishing pole. Fishing pole. Fishing pole. <laughs> like, we'll make a whole song out of it. All right, everybody watch. He says, speak to the rock. He's speaking to it, then he gets frustrated. Please listen. The people's disobedience make him question his call when they are not the ones that called him. Who around you has got you questioning stuff? And they don't run the phones. I'm helping some pastor tonight. Because he starts speaking to him, then he starts speaking. And they're like, where the water at? Where the water at? Where the water at? Where the water at? And so he's, y'all keep going. Where the water at? So he's still speaking. But when he's speaking, they get louder. They get louder. And so now he's obeying God. But they're so loud, he gets so mad, he strikes the rock. Because he let them be louder than him. And the reason you got power is so that you can have a whole room full of people making noise. But you can say, I will be focused and unwavering. Focused and unwavering. He strikes the rock. Watch me. The water actually comes out of the rock. Water comes out. So Moses thinks that God is pleased. Because God, please listen to me. God, if you're displeased with what I did, why did you let it work? Because Moses, I'm not going to let them down, die and drown. I'll deal with them. But I'm about to deal with you. Yes, I didn't let them take the house, but that was to protect my name, not because you were a tither. And I'm finna come talk to you about this. So he comes to Moses. He said, Moses, he says, this thing you have done is evil. He said, Moses, I said, speak to the rock. But Lord, these people are yours. He said, I already gave you an out with them. But you made an idol of them. And so because you made an idol with them, you knew you should have canceled that friendship. But because you've made an idol, come, come grab the idol, grab the idol. Y'all remember in Ten Commandments, pick it up, pick it up, the idol, the chair. The chair is going to be the idol. Come on, we're just using creative props. It's improv. <laughs> Trying to teach all those of you in, in, in acting how to do it, okay? So God says, you made an idol out of it. He says, you carry your idol around. You, you lift your hands. But, but the truth is, I'm not on that. They're on that. Because you made an idol out of them. You made an idol out of your little relationship. You made an idol out of that job. So you listen to the job instead of follow the Lord. So the God that got you, y'all don't want to talk. I told you, I told you. So the God that got you the job, now you slight him to, to, to honor them. So God says, okay. But Moses, he said, I will have no other idols before me. 
So Moses, since you love these people so much, they're going in. Now, their children will, because I'm going to kill them in the wilderness, because I've had enough of them, too. <laughs> their children will go in. But you, Moses, you will get to the edge. Please listen. You will get to the edge of the Jordan. But you'll never be able to set it off. You better remember where we started this year. You'll never get in there. Because everything else was an idol. And you were not focused. And you were not unwavering. But I gave you power. So that you could be focused and unwavering. Father, forgive us tonight. For every idol. That we have erected. For some, your ego is your idol. Your pride is your idol. You being a strong black woman is your idol. You being a strong woman is your idol. You being a strong man is your idol. You being a single parent is your idol. You having a banging body is your idol. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. People clapping for you is your idol. Father, we tear down every idol that we have had in our lives. And just for those of us that wanna let him know that don't mind, I'm not too proud to get on my knees and to lift my hands to the God of my salvation. God, I will have no other idols. Put the idol down. I will have no other idols before you. I will be focused and I will be unwavering. I will be focused. I will be unwavering. Somebody say, Lord, I tear down every idol. I will be focused and unwavering. Get the glory out of my life in Jesus' name. Can you put a praise on that Wednesday? Come on. Come on. Woo. Focus on the wavering. Move it. Focus on the wavering. Focus on the wavering. Say, focus on unwavering. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Woo. Watch me. Watch me. Woo. Say, pecuniary ability. I'm almost done. Pecuniary ability. God says, and you shall receive power. Pecuniary ability. Look at the screen. It means the power and influence that comes with riches. The power and influence that comes with riches. Say, when I have power, I'm a money magnet. Act like when you check your mail, something that you, you wasn't expecting is coming on your way. Y'all better say something to me tonight. Act like your boss is going to call you in the office on Friday and say, oh, we just want to hook you up. We got some bonuses that we're passing out. We got our PPP and we want to hook you up, yep. Pecuniary ability, it means the power and the influence that comes with riches. God says, when I give you power, I give you the power and the influence. Money is power. Money is power. I was watching this zombie movie yesterday. Don't y'all send me no emails about zombie movies. I can watch zombie movies and it not pollute my spirit. 
You need to make sure you ain't no zombie. Listen. <laughs> All right, watch me. <laughs> make sure your worship don't look. Looking a little zombie-ish. Looking a little zombie-ish. Looking a little zombie-ish. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm watching them on TV. I ain't one. Listen. So watch. At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, this guy escapes from the city. At the end of the movie, he escapes from the city, and he's like, I want to rent that plane. And the lady says, sir, that's a private plane. We can't rent it. Watch me. The rules said one thing. He had pecuniary ability. So he reaches in his bag. You better hear me. Because some of you are like, well, Bishop, I don't have a bag to reach in. Not yet. But until then, God is going to make them think you do. And you shall receive power. He's going to make it think that you're a seven-figure earner. They won't even know you only been two weeks on the job. They're going to think you run the... He reaches in his bag. When he reaches in his bag, he grabs two big old stacks of money. And he sets it on the table. And she says, oh... Let me see what I can do. Then the next scene is him on the plane. <laughs> you better hear me. There's stuff that you were denied because when you asked for it, you, were, you weren't on full. There's stuff you were denied that when you asked for it, you didn't get a refill of the power that you needed. But when you go back this time, you better lift your hands in this building and online. But when you go back this time, the Holy Ghost is going to show up and he's going to say, where the money reside, where the money reside. God says, I'm going to give you the influence that comes with wealth and riches. Say yes, Lord. I got five minutes. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Here's the last meaning. More power, which means I can say yes to what I should say yes to, no to what I should say no to, and excellence of soul. Everybody pay attention. This power is not just for these things, but God says everything you do should be excellent. Watch me. Hear me. Hear me. Everything you do should excel. It should be above and beyond. Hear me, Harvest, and please hear me, Killing. Don't you get mad because somebody checks you to bring your excellence up. Y'all ain't... I already told you, go get my sword, because apparently they don't think I'm serious up in this church. <laughs> you ready? All right, you ready? Check, check this out. Check this out. Say, I'm a person of excellence, which, which means, watch me, I have to constantly bring it up. The Bible says that the word of God is like a dual-edged sword. But watch me, which means, watch me, which means, which, I, I'm good. I know how to handle it. Somebody, the front row is like, focus and unwavering, <laughs> focus and unwavering. You see how they leaned over to the side. I saw the, I saw the lean. Watch me, watch me. It's good. It's good. It ain't even that loose. So watch me. Dual-edged sword. You ready? Dual-edged means when I use it on you, when I pull it back, same thing I use on you cuts me too. Some of y'all love checking people until you get checked. You got the answers for everybody else. And then when you get checked, I don't like this. Well, guess what? It's a double-edged sword, boo. It's going to cut and cut you too. And I need you to not be arrogant and not take the correction. Take it. Take it. Take it. Because that's what he gave you power for. I got three minutes. So, so watch me. He says, and you shall receive power to be my witnesses. Everybody look at the screen. A witness is a martyr. That's an eye or ear witness of what you've seen and what you've heard. Watch me. Then I taught you not to catfish God. Watch me. John 4, 24. God is a spirit, and they who worship must worship him in what? Spirit. 
spirit, and in truth. Which means from the inside out with every area of my life and sincerity. This means I have to be real to heal. If there's anything I need you to get from me, Harvest, as your pastor, is this principle. God can never heal your character. By character, I don't mean how you treat, how you act, the truth you tell. No, I mean he can't heal your cartoon character. He can't, he can't heal the fake you because that's not real. He can't heal the you that pretends. He can't heal the you that won't say, God, I'm struggling with this. He can't heal the you that won't be honest about, God, I'm frustrated with this. But I just learned I better release my frustration so I don't make an idol out of what I'm frustrated about. Somebody say, I'll be real so I can heal. And I told you about these three spiritual experiences. The first spiritual experience is salvation. The second spiritual experience is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to go fast. And the third spiritual experience, trust me, is being refilled. Ephesians 5.18, stop getting drunk with wine. Stop getting drunk with porn. Stop getting drunk with sex. Stop getting drunk with hustling and acting a fool. Stop getting drunk with gossip and stop getting drunk with crazy stuff. Somebody say, stop getting drunk. What, what, what he said is this, is he says, because you want joy, you want an escape, you want a way through and a way out. See, some of you, because you've been saved for a while, it's not those vices that are your problem, it's your negativity that is. You don't struggle with, you, you, you ain't struggling with that, you like, you, you've been saved for a while. So watch me, so that means your enemy has, watch me, he has metamorphosized. What does that mean? He, he has morphed into something that you don't even think is a problem. He says, just watch me. He says, stop getting drunk with wine, which leads to wild living. Don't cope with challenges the wrong way, but keep on being filled with the spirit. Which we said, this is a living water that can continually cleanses from the inside out like a dishwasher. I don't know about you. In the South, um, uh, years and years ago, dishwashers weren't a big thing. In fact, they didn't like dishwashers because they said they didn't get them as clean. They said, we're going to wash them by hand. And I remember we had, we called her Mama Nez. And Mama Nez hot water, it literally, the temperature, it said hell on it. And she would make hot water cornbread, and, uh, and she would just have her hands all in the hot water, all in. I was like, God, I said, how did she do that? Watch me, because she was used to handling hot stuff. And when you're used to handling hot stuff, what burns other people, watch me, is normal to you. When you stay spirit-filled, what burns other people is normal to you. Other people are losing their mind, and you're like, baby, this ain't even that big of a deal. Why aren't you stressed out? Because I've watched him do bigger and better before. And the same God that did that is the same God that's going to handle this. Somebody holler, same God. So watch me. So look at John 14, 16. And he will give you another helper that, uh, that he may abide with you forever. Say, I have to stay filled. This means this has to be a daily prayer. This has to be a daily prayer. This has to be a daily prayer. We don't come to revival to get filled. I pray this every day. Somebody say every day. Yesterday I was exercising and I had all this. I said, listen, I'm, I'm for the exercise. And listen, I said, Lord, look, I didn't ask you for about four refills on this jog. I said, every time I look down at my phone, I go, no, no. I said, I need four refills on this walk. In an hour and a half, I got four drinks. Listen. Watch me. But it kept me, please listen to me, from making a bad decision. And you better hear me. I need you to stay so filled that no, watch me, that the enemy can't even tempt you with a bad decision. That he can't even tempt you with an idol or being frustrated. Somebody say, I'll stay filled. So watch me, here's what this really means. You're married to medicine. Mm. 
Look at John 14, 16. That he may abide with you forever. That's the whole concept of marriage. Make it last. Let's keep sweat. And the way we just sound, it kind of sounds like how it actually. <laughs> Y'all leave, keep along. I like all new Jack Swing music. That's an anointed era of music. Because it ain't nothing but church chords. And Teddy Riley producing it all, and he's a church boy. Aaron Hall, the Hall brothers. One of their brothers is a preacher today. All them church boys. So all new Jack Swing, all that music is, all that guy and, and Christopher Williams and all of that, all of the good music. Because I don't know what this, I, I ain't nothing but a computer today. Ain't nothing but church. All right, watch me. Watch, watch me. Say, I'm married to medicine. I need two minutes. That's all I need. So, so, so when it says helper, helper is this Greek word parakletos, paraclete, and it has a few meanings, and I need you to see what you have with you, because many times you're looking out here for what you have. You're on the phone with everybody trying to get what you have. You're trying to order a new pizza, ain't ate your pizza in the, in the house. It's a waste. All right, you ready? Here we go. Paracletos, it means intercessor. What does that mean? He goes to God for you in a moment of weakness when you can't go for yourself. So when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, what is he doing? He's making intercession for me. What does that mean? In that moment, see, he's not praying for me because I can't pray for myself. In that moment, I don't know what to say. In that moment, I don't know what to do. I don't, watch me, you ever been in a moment where you're like, I know I need to pray, but I don't know what to pray about this. I don't know what to do about this. So the Holy Ghost, what he will do is he will pray exactly what needs to be prayed. So when you see me praying in the Holy Ghost, what am I doing? All I'm doing is saying, God, exactly what needs to be said in this moment, I need you to say it. Exactly what needs to be done. When I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm bypassing my mind. My mind doesn't know what I'm saying, but heaven knows exactly what I'm saying. So I cut me out of the equation because if I knew what I was praying, I might not pray it. So he's my intercessor. And if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want that gift of tongues tonight, tonight's going to be your night. Y'all ain't going to sit in a bit. It's been a year and a half since we've been able to do it. We'll figure it out in a minute. I can't lay hands on you, but I'll, I'll throw an elbow. I'll throw bows. Listen. Receive it in Jesus' name. All right. Watch. Then number two, he's a consoler. Please listen. Say, he's my consoler. That means he's going to lessen your grief. When you go through loss, he said, I ain't going to make it seem as bad as it really is. He says, I'm going to lessen the grief of your loss. I'm going to lessen the impact of your loss, the sorrow or your disappointment. I'm going to console you. In other words, I'm going to make you know that it's going to be all right when you feel like it. It's not going to be all right. Say, he's my consoler. He, come on, say it. Say, he's my consoler. Then he's your advocate. Watch me. That means he speaks in favor of. That means even when you doubt you, he'll speak in favor of you. Have you ever had a moment where you're like, God, I just, and, and right when you started talking crazy to you, all of a sudden something rose up on the inside of you and said, but you are well able. Somebody say, he speaks in my favor. He supports by argument. Check this out. The Holy Ghost will respond to your foolishness and argue against what you say. He, he supports you by argument. Check this out. He will even go into another room where you're not, but where your name is being brought up and fight for you. That's why they were going to fire you, but they changed their mind. Why? Because the Holy Ghost said, wait a minute. 
I'm supporting them by argument. Then it means to recommend publicly. To recommend publicly. God says, what I will do is that I will publicly, even if you got private struggles, people will never know. Because publicly, I'm going to recommend you. I'm going to endorse you. Somebody say, he's my endorsement. You ever felt really bad at something, but didn't have people come up and say, oh my God. Now sometimes they're just being nice. But now, no, but listen, seriously. But, so, but watch me, because he will endorse you publicly. You can think, I'm not good at this. I'm not great at this. But he's endorsing you publicly, which means whatever private stuff you're dealing with, he says, I will endorse you and I will put you up publicly, which means people will never know that you struggled with that. They'll never know that you struggle with being shy even though you walk on stages. Y'all ain't go talk to me. They'll never know that you didn't think you were a great mama, but you mama of the year. Y'all ain't go talk. They'll never know that you thought you weren't a good wife, except everybody said, model wife. You ready? Look, then he's your comforter. That means, come on, y'all, this is good to me. He soothes you. When you all doing this, like, come on. When you like, wait until I get off. I'm finna call Jackie, Darlene, and Shirley. All three of them. He's like, shh. Let me say what he do. Harvest worship. Stand up. This is what he do. This is what he do. You doing all this. You doing all this. You standing up. Ain't nobody. And Holy Ghost like, be seated. Sit down. Watch me. He will direct you. Because sometimes you are ready to fight, but your problem is you don't have the right gear. So he will sit you down to save you from yourself. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got 30 seconds. Then watch me. Then he reassures you. So in those moments of doubt, come on, come in. Stop. Stop. Extra.com. Stop. It's like a soothing tea. On a Sunday after I preach twice, and y'all, I leave, I don't, I don't leave nothing, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I, so by about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, my voice, it's dropped down here. Hello. Maybe I'm listening, practicing you preach. Barry White. Now, how you going to say Barry White and y'all don't even know the song? I ain't doing it now. <laughs> I love you. I got to finish. I love you. I'm messing. All right, watch. Watch me. We got to have fun in church. He, watch me. He soothes you. He's like, shh. You talking too much. You are, you are too much of a conspiracy theorist. Shh. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody working against you in the back office to take eight, an eighth of an hour off your time. Like, 
Alexa is not listening to you secretly. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> if I watch, if I watch, he soothes you. Because can I be honest with you? We are really good at over-responding to the wrong thing. Can we be honest? Like, oh, no. You ain't finna email me this. You ain't finna text me this. And God says, if you don't sit down. Too much. And Bishop, how do I know? Does he say it? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It is that resistance you feel. That when you're like. All right. Let's go and get something to eat. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just hungry. That's all it is, baby. So <laughs> I ain't ate all day. I just need something to eat, baby. I've been having this, 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 snacking on fruit and, and peanuts. It ain't been enough. I just need this. this, this. <laughs> and look, he reassures you. Then look at this. He brings cheer to you. Let me, let me, let me, so here's how he does this. When you're having your little, when you're having your little moment, I'm done. When you're having your little moment and you want to pout, you want to pout. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. I need to see you pout. What you got? Come on. Come on. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. You pout. When you're doing all of this, and you know what's crazy about the enemy? You'll do this after having a great report. It don't even have to be bad news to make you do that. And you're doing all this, got your hands all folded. All mad. And here's what misery loves. So you call up your homeboy. Oh, come on, both of them match it. Watch me. Because you can't even recognize they miserable because y'all look the same. You think everybody act like this. Come on, let's go. Improv. Come on, let's go. Right, you ready? So, so, so y'all just mad, ticked off at the world. Just mad. And here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Call my phone. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Come on. Today's Sunday. I wanted him to call it yesterday. <laughs> hey, hold, hold, here you go. Hold on, let me turn it on. Hold on, wait a minute. Uh, let me turn it on. Uh, here's the Holy Ghost. You see it. <sighs> I don't feel like talking to nobody right now. No, I don't feel like being bothered right now. I'll I call him back. I'm just hit it once so he don't think I sent him the voicemail. Can't hit it. Can't hit that. And watch me, because the Holy Ghost is persistent. Because the Holy Ghost is persistent. Watch me. <laughs> Look, now I don't know what they're calling for, but I'm going to answer because it might be an emergency. Hello? Shalom. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, God, no, good. Listen, God is good. My next twelve. Yeah, they're gonna be my best of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm so glad you called, cause I, I was just a little funk. You know, just, just mad, just, 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 you know, just stressed out. But I tell you, you know what? But you called. And I'm glad you called. When I saw your name on the phone, I was happy to see it. <laughs> And then watch, and then watch. Even if you still try to keep a little attitude, here's what the Holy Ghost will do. They're going to want to go into prayer. Well, let's pray. All right, go on and pray. Here's the point, here's the point, here's the point. If I look on the screen, if I look on the screen, here's what he does. Here's what he does. He brings tear to you. You'll be wanting to be ticked off and turn on a zombie movie. And just start laughing. See, the Holy Ghost will do something that you don't even understand why he's doing it. But all you know is I can't be mad like I was. I need you to give him glory that he'll interrupt your pity party, interrupt your anger, interrupt your frustration, and bring you some cheer. Somebody say, thank you, God, for cheering me up. So look, here's what the Holy Ghost does. I'm done. They're going to put it on the screen. I'm going to get you real quick. <laughs> medicine. Say, I'm married to medicine. So here's what the Holy Ghost does. He diagnoses what's wrong. Then he gives you a prognosis. He said, this is how we're going to fix it. Then he treats you. This is how we're going to handle it. Watch me. And even if it's palatian, uh, palatian, excuse me, that means to ease the pain. There's some stuff he's like, look, it hurts. I know. But I'm going to ease the pain for you. And then watch me. Of your injury, that's external. Something to have external. Or disease, that's internal. Say, he's my medicine. Could it be? That you have been so busy taking medicine. And I'm not knocking that. No, not. Not, not saying don't do that. Some of you, if they told you to take that. Matter of fact, we're going to start checking on Sunday. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying. What I'm saying is, could it be that you get so high off your own supply. That you didn't realize you were married to medicine. He abides with me. How long? Forever. So I'm married to my comfort. I'm married to my cheer. Watch me. A good spouse knows how to cheer you up even when you're ticked off. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm I'm married to my intercessor. I'm married to the thing that lessens my grief, my sorrow, or my disappointment. And I'm getting ready to close. I'm married to my advocate who speaks in favor of me and supports me and recommends me publicly. I'm married to my comforter that soothes me and reassures me and brings cheer to me. Everybody standing on your feet in this building and online. We're done. Did you get some out of his word? Wow, what a Wednesday night live, right? I said, what it is in that live, right? Right, everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody on your feet. Everybody stand. I need you to pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, 
And because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. You love me unconditionally. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you are now a Christian. Matter of fact, can I just get you to bow your heads for just a second? Because I want to make sure we get you. If you're in this building or online, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or you were far from the Lord and recommitted yourself to the Lord in this building, on the overflow, wherever you're at, or online, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just need you to throw that hand up. You prayed this prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. One, two, three. And that's you. Just put that hand up so we can see you. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. I see you. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Come on, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. I need you, you can open your eyes, I need you to text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Breast milk science. It's a thing. And it's our thing. We're Byheart. We're an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We make our formula in our own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, using a small batch manufacturing process that works to preserve the integrity of our ingredients. We ran the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in 25 years and clinically proved benefits like easier digestion, less gas, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. We were the first infant formula company to earn the Clean Label Project Purity Award. And while we've put a lot into Byheart, there's a long list of things you won't see on our ingredient list, like no corn syrup, no maltodextrin, no GMO ingredients, no soy, no palm oil. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.